0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Game Plan Podcast, The New York Jets Audio Experience, Episode 1. I, Tyler Capricella, am the CEO and owner of New York Jets Game Plan on Instagram. Uh, I run the account solo um, and I just started um, since the holiday season uh, to start a podcast up uh, for the loyal listeners and loyal readers of my Instagram every day to uh, get some insight on the New York Jets and what this offseason is really going to be like, I think. And um, some draft questions, some free agency questions, um, your questions, most importantly. So let's get right into it. Um, so one question I picked here from Corey geron 92 would you prefer Joe Douglas to draft a pass rusher, O-lineman, or wide receiver with Seattle's first round pick? Quick answer here is going to be O-lineman. Now, I know many of you are going to suspect that Joe Douglas is definitely going to look in free agency for O-lineman, um, specifically Joe Thune, New England Patriots. If they don't resign him, of course. Brandon Sheriff, Washington Football Team. Offensive guard. If they don't resign him, franchise tag him. Those are two options in free agency. But I think O lineman is going to be a priority for Joe Douglas, especially in the later rounds of the draft. Think Cam Clark, something of that nature. Um, o line was a big priority last offseason with the re-signing of Alex Lewis. The draft of Mackay Becton at eleven overall. Uh, the pickup of Connor McGovern in free agency, George Fant, and Greg Van Roten. So the O line was overhauled under Douglas, and that was definitely one position where he, I know for a fact, wanted to really improve uh, over the course of last offseason, his first offseason as GM. Next question from Joey C eighteen: What do you think Marcus May's contract would be this offseason? Uh, the quick answer here: I would say since Douglas liked handing out. Uh, multi-year deals. I would say a possible three-year, $39 million deal. Um, that $13 million annual mark is where I think May fits compared to other safeties around the league. Um, he's been balling this offseason, to put it in a word. Um, Interceptions wise, two, but overall as a silent team leader, a critical leader that this team traded away this past offseason, a good trade, a haul, um, but yes, Marcus May should be a priority this season to re-sign. Next question here comes from Ari Creates. Uh, who is the number one person we sign or re-sign in the offseason? So I'm going to cut this question down to re-sign because in the next podcast, I'm going to have a special guest on to talk about... Um, Signings and potential signings of free agency that I think Joe Douglas is going to be intrigued to make. Considering he didn't break the bank, quote-unquote, for any free agent last off season. I think he's going to really go for those numbers this offseason, contract-wise, for some of the bigger players out there. I think Alan Robinson, Joe Tooney, that nature. Um, but to re-sign here, Marcus May again. I think he has been phenomenal this season. A season that, full of misery. Uh, 0-13 is never good for any team. And, These players have been going through a lot, and I think Marcus May's ability to stand up at that podium uh, after every game has been really telling on how he feels about the team. Uh, I think it's really important to get a player of that nature signed uh, to a multi-year deal. That's why I said in the last question, um, a three-year deal, I think, is priority for May. And he can make it even longer, Douglas, if he feels necessary, but Marcus May, 100%. Next question is going to be from Asher CSA254. Will Sam Darnold be a Jet next year? No, I don't think he will be a Jet next year, regardless of where this team is picking one or two overall in the 2021 NFL draft. Um, two names that come to mind immediately Trevor Lawrence, head of Clemson, and Justin Fields, out of OSU. Um, these two players are franchise changing players that you can't can't afford to skip um, with one and two overall. Um, I understand Mel Kuyper of ESPN, which is in the next question, um, mentioned that if the Jets were to hold the second pick in the NFL draft, they would keep Darnold and draft um, potential help for him. But I just don't see that being a possibility considering all these teams' holes and how the quarterback position is gonna be so vital for this team's success over the next 10 to 15 years. And considering there's one of the most generational players coming out of college football since Andrew Luck, um, I think it's impossible to skip over a prospect like Lawrence or Fields with the number two overall pick. Next question here, like I mentioned before, from Dodger 94 Irish Jets fan here, hello. Mel Kuyper of ESPN stated that if the Jets were to hold the second overall pick in the draft, we'd trade that pick and keep Sam. Thoughts? Um, Like I said before, I don't think that's true. I don't think the Jets are willing to keep Sam for another year or two or three. Um, I expect them to not pick up his fifth-year option at the end of the season and trade him. To a team such as the Indianapolis Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers, teams that have quarterbacks that are towards the end of their careers, aging, looking to have fresh faces in the organization. Um, a wild card team could be the Denver Broncos. Uh, I know they were rumored to be interested in Darnold when he was coming out of USC in 2018, so I think that is a real possibility, and I think Douglas will definitely call John Elway and see if he's interested in training for a player like Darnold who, if this team didn't hire Adam Gase as a head coach, would probably have done a lot better. Because with Jeremy, with Jeremy Bates in 2018, Darnold was wildly more accurate. Uh, pocket composure was great. Um, and mind you, that was his rookie year. So that just tells you how much of a decline Gase's leadership under Darnold, or Darnold under Gase, really tanked his career so far. And I really, he's a great kid, and I would love to see him thrive in an organization that can treat him well. And I don't think the Jets have done a good job in taking care of their players up to this point. And I hope Joe Douglas, being the GM, and Woody Johnson coming back from England, really changes that narrative. I think free agents looking from the outside in are looking at this organization organization saying, why would I want to come here when the culture has been toxic and the team has lost 16 games? So I think Douglas going to another organization, and Joe Douglas... Joe Douglas, on on the other hand, has been very good to his players compared to past GMs, I believe. He's traded, he released Pierre Desir when he was doing not so well, and he was picked up by the Ravens. He traded Jamal Adams, even though he cried his, um, himself out of town. He traded him to the Seahawks. Um, so I think Douglas has been very good to his players, and I think I think free agents will also pick up on that, that the GM isn't, um, isn't here to mock the organization. And I think this GM has done a great job so far. Um, but yeah, I think if we have, <laughs> to get back from our rant, if we had the second overall pick, I think um, the Jets draft a player like Justin Fields and Trade Sam. Now a quick little word from one of our sponsors. The Take Fight podcast is a great way to receive insightful Jets content, perception, and news around everything New York Jets. Check out the Take Flight podcast at Take Flight underscore pod on Instagram to get some insightful just content on everything around the team. Now, as we wrap up our questions for this portion of the podcast, I would just like to thank everyone for continuously coming back to my Instagram page over the years. I know this team has been a miserable mess since I've taken over the page in 2017. We really haven't seen many bright lights, um, but I'm sure it will get better. I'm positive it will get better. Um, there's a real GM running the team. So that's that's a start. We're going to have a real coach coaching the team. So that's a start. I'd like to think positive, and I think an optimistic look on this team is really realistic, looking two to five years into the future, and I don't think they're that far off as many people think. Think Miami Dolphins, Las Vegas Raiders, how fast they really turned around their franchises. The Arizona Cardinals are great. A great example of this, they drafted Josh Rosen, traded him away, and drafted a player like Kyler Murray, and they completely changed their culture. Completely. That team is looking at its playoff run now, and I think it's very realistic for the Jets to be in that conversation in one to two years. I know it's kind of hard to see that, but we can only hope. So I just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in this week. It's going to be a shorter podcast this week, just a little mailbag intro. Make sure you definitely tune in next week as we have some great guests lined up for you. Um, some really great guests. You guys are really going to enjoy this podcast in the future, um, especially when this team just gets better overall. It's going to be a much ha- happier vibe. I know I might have a somber tone doing some of these episodes, but um, this is the first one. And I think it's going to really develop over time to see that this team is going to be a lot better than people expect in the next one to two years. And I really believe that. Um And I think this podcast will show as the mood changes over time. Um, I think it's important for everyone to keep a positive and optimistic look down the line. So I hope you enjoyed, and I'll be back next week.